feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, New York City is busting at the seams with migrants at a hefty price. California now becoming the first state to give full health insurance to illegal migrants, no matter the age. That went into effect today. And the buses keep getting rerouted. So what happens is they essentially, as opposed to just going from Texas to New York, because remember, Mayor Adams doesn't want them to go directly to New York, only at a certain time, if it gives them notice. Uh, Well, now they're just bringing them to New Jersey and then putting them on a train and then bringing them into the city. So technically, the buses don't go into New York City. But Abbott said they're just going to keep on coming because there is so much at stake right now. And he says the border is wide open. The federal government is clearly not doing anything. And these mayors, all they're doing, essentially, they're asking for more money, first off, from the federal government. But they're also also blaming Abbott, saying it's Abbott who's the villain here. And that, to me, is really a sad display of politics. Texas is busting at the seams. I mean, we just had the highest month of illegal migrants in American history, 302,000 in the month of December alone. And what, Texas supposed to absorb it all? And these cities that say, oh, we're a migrant city, we're a sanctuary city, you know, right to shelter, come on in, come one, come all. And then when they come, they go, oh, 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 uh, we didn't really mean that. I mean, words have consequences, actions have consequences. Meantime, also, as we're talking about all these protesters on the streets of New York, a lot of people are wondering, what is the Biden administration's plan with Iran? Because Iran is behind all these different proxy groups that continue to fire on U.S. ships and other ships at the Red Sea, also U.S. bases in Iraq and in Syria and all over the place. We've had more than 100 of these strikes on U.S. forces. And then over the weekend, Uh, There was a group of Hootsie rebels. You just heard from Mike, who was a merchant marine, describing them kind of young guys as sort of these, you know, uh, pirates. But these young, well-armed pirates, courtesy of Iran, uh, firing on a ship. It was a commercial liner, a Maersk liner, which is a Danish ship there in the Red Sea. And the U.S. Navy was protecting it. And then the U.S. Navy was taking some incoming, and then they realized that they were trying to get onto that ship. They finally took out all of the pirates. There were about uh, about 10 of them or so on three different small gunboats, but they did take them out. At least they did that. But they've been allowing these tacks going on and on and on. And the Houthis, which is this rebel group, this Yemeni rebel group that we're talking about financed by Iran— they are still not back on the foreign terrorist organization list. How could that be? The Biden administration, when they came in in 2021, because they were so busy appeasing Iran, they took them off the terror list, making them not officially a terror organization in the U.S.'s eyes. So why would you ever do that? And they still haven't put them back on after 100 different attacks. 
I mean, what is wrong with these people? Why would they not even put them as a listing of a terror organization? I would consider people that are firing on U.S. ships and others, trying to stop commerce, trying to take out American lives and others. I would consider that a terrorist organization. Why are they still continuing to coddle this group? I think it's sadly par for the course with this president. Take a listen to Congressman Mike Turner, and this is what he had to say this weekend. So, so should the president be ordering attacks on Houthi positions in Yemen? I think the president absolutely has to, to look at what actions need to be taken in Yemen to be able to prevent the Houthis to continue to put commercial and military uh, vessels at, at risk. Uh, the fact that the president's not doing that uh, is, is giving Iran a, a total pass and ability to operate uh, with, without consequences in the area. Uh, these are, this is a franchise of Iran again, just like Hezbollah and Hamas are, is. And the, um, the administration's timidry uh, is, is really um, you know, very curious. Very, very curious. And the fact that they don't even put them on a terrorist listing, I'm not saying go in and blow the place up, although maybe the threat of that might have been enough to stop these people. But they won't even do the sanctions on the oil against Iran. They won't even list the Houthis as a terrorist group. I mean, this is like, uh, it's like alternate reality. It really is that they won't even do the most basic things to go after these people. I contend it has really made us look weak to the world. And that's why as we're entering now 2024, this is such a chaotic, dangerous time in the world. And yet, if you listen to the president, he was on a New Year's Eve broadcast last night on ABC and Ryan Seacrest and he were going back and forth on a whole bunch of questions. He was interviewing him and Jill Biden, and listen to what the president had to say. He said, boy, things are great in the world, and basically thanks to him. Take a listen. Well, my hope is that everybody has a healthy, happy, and safe new year. But beyond that, I hope that they understand that we're in a better position than any country in the world to lead the world. And we're coming back, and it's about time. We're coming back. It's about time. Does anybody think that we're increasing world standing for the U.S. after what we have seen going on. Uh, first of all, all the chaos in our own country, all the protests, the open border. You got Israel. You've got, obviously, everything that happened with Russia, Ukraine. You got the abysmal withdrawal of Afghanistan. Are there people out there going, yeah, really, the U.S. really looks like it's in a huge leadership position like never before? Does anybody actually think that out there? Because if you do, I want to hear from you. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And then Ryan Seacrest asked Jill Biden, asked the First Lady um, a little bit more about her resolution. But first, she he asked, what's his resolution? And this may be bad news for all of us. Take a listen. Actually, that was a reporter asking a question, and the reporter said, what's your resolution? And he says, to come back next year. That's all I can think about right now, meaning he wants to stay in the White House, no matter how much many people in the Democratic Party even want to kick him out. And then they got to Jill Biden, because they were asking Jill Biden, what are some of her resolutions and different things? And, you know, and what are some of the favorite foods that he likes to eat also? 
for the holidays. Uh, listen to this exchange. What would any exchange with the Bidens be without talking about ice cream? Mr. President, before we start here about the new year, I'm curious, what sort of holiday foods have you been enjoying over the last few days? Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me. I've eaten pasta, which I love. Yeah. eating a lot of chicken, chicken parmesan. I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream. For the fun of it, a real hard-hitting interview. Uh, of course, it's Ryan Seacrest. That's what he's, you know, it's New Year's. I understand all that. But it would have been nice to say, aren't you concerned about what's going on with Israel? The way uh, that Hamas uh, still has all these proxy groups and also uh, the Iran, the head of the snake continuing and the threats against Israel. Aren't you concerned uh, of all these barrages taking place by Russia on Ukraine. Here it is so much time later and it's continuing. Aren't you concerned at the effect of pulling out of Afghanistan? There's a lot of questions to ask him. Somehow ice cream wouldn't be the top of my list. But that's why he picked Ryan Seacrest and that's why he chose to do it on New Year's Eve as opposed to other platforms. one 800 848 one 848 Let's go to Mordecai, line five. Mordecai, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Uh, I wanted to go uh, two things. The first is funny and the, the second is serious. Um, that guy who was talking about France, um, why go after France uh, when we can follow Israel's model? Uh, Israel has water cannons that they mix in a special spray, and then they call it skunk spray because when they spray it at protesters, not just Palestinians either. They spray it at uh, Orthodox Jews. They spray it at anybody who is unruly. They spray it at everybody, not just, you know, it, so it, it's not, uh, you know, it, 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 it makes you smell really bad, and it doesn't wash out of your clothes. How long does it, by the way, how long does the skunk spray stay for? Uh, about the same time that you say orange in France. Ah, that's interesting. Now, by the way, had you heard of that orange, um, the orange spray that uh, Mike no. from Ohio was talking about? I haven't heard of that. I'm going to look into that. No, I haven't, but, I, but Israel's been doing the skunk spray for a while. Number two, um, it's in 18 U.S. Code Section 2339B, providing material support or resources to designated foreign terrorist organizations. Um, where are these people getting their uh, shmata, the kafiyas? black and white kafiyas from? Where are they getting their Palestinian patches from? Who are they donating to? Where are they buying their supplies from, printing T-shirts? Who are they giving these money to? And I'm sure if we investigated this, the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, having family who escaped the Holocaust, who escaped anti-Semitism, um, I'm sure that if they uh, investigated this, they would find that a lot of these protesters, knowingly or unknowingly, donated to designated terrorist groups that are enemies of the United States, and it's punishable by 20-year sentences in jail or major, major fines. You know, that's a great point. That is a great point. Like, find out, A, who's funding them, and B, if they donated to some of these terrorist groups, because they don't seem to mind, like you just said, a number of them come right out on camera, Mordecai, when they're interviewed. Like, yeah, I support Hamas. I mean, and then they're asked about Hamas. They don't really know what it is. But they sure seem like uh, people who would be happy, many of them, not all of them, but many of them, to support Hamas causes. And you're right. Um, and, and did you hear what I was saying? There was this group that was out there in New York over the weekend that was saying how much they support the Hootsies. I mean, these are these, uh, you know, terrorist thugs that are disrupting commercial, you know, shipping and firing drones and ballistic missiles. I mean, th- these are not people to be praising 
but they're, the point is they got to track it down, though, Mordecai. They got to have the will. They're supporting people who throw gays off of rooftops and battery acid on women for showing off their hair. Are you kidding me? I know. It's disgusting. That, but you know what? It's They are ignorant. Many of them do not believe that. And, and you know, Mordecai, there was a group uh, early on. It was like uh, gays for, you know, gays for Palestine. And I'm thinking gays for Palestine, uh, they would last about five seconds in any of the Palestinian territories if they were out yeah, there with a gay sign. What's that, Mordecai? Chickens for KFC. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly, exactly. You're right. It's like it's like uh, they have no concept of of what they would clearly uh, last about five seconds. And you're right, uh, but these people do not understand what really goes on in these countries and what goes on in these territories and what goes on in these areas. And and even if they were, just even the protesting, can you imagine if they were out there protesting? Um, some of them, not even the gays for Palestine, just the other folks who were out there. They'd, they'd last like five seconds in some countries. They'd line them up and say, see ya. You're not going to be protesting burning our flag or doing these other things. And yet they're bashing America. They have no idea how lucky they are to be in a country where everybody has equal rights and everybody enjoys the freedom and everybody has freedom of expression. The issue is when it crosses into hate, and that's where we're seeing. And, and I think you are absolutely right. They should be investigating these individuals. The problem is, Mordecai, as we have already seen from this DOJ, they are so political. They don't want to look into it. Because if they really wanted to clamp down on some of these protests, they could have said it from day one. They could have you know, started and say, we don't condone this. We're not going to tolerate it. But they didn't do that, and they still haven't done it. And they're allowing it to go on and on and on. And even like even some of the statements that you pen, Joe Biden, remember, has the Penn Biden Center. He never came out and condemned the head of UPenn. That would have been a perfect opportunity for him to come out and say something. And he never did. And I think it's all about politics. He is tiptoeing around. He's trying to look like, you know, like, uh, you know, trying not to anger them too much because he still wants their vote. And he's so desperate that he'll lose moral clarity just to do it. And he's not going to assign his political DOJ to investigate them. That's the other issue, too, because, you know, Merrick Garland isn't going to do anything on his own unless Biden says, go do it. And they may not like what they find. It may end up being a lot of Democratic donors uh, and a lot of people out there. And he's going to have to call them out and arrest them and name them. And I don't think he wants to, quote, anger his base any more than he already has. And that's a that is a really sad place to be because you are correct. They should be throwing the book. If this is not why the FBI and the DOJ should exist to investigate these people that could be funding these groups and getting funding from these groups, whichever direction it's coming in, throw the book at them. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And 
the Cosby Show coming up about these migrant buses that keep coming to New York and to Chicago. And the two mayors, Mayor Eric Adams and Mayor Brandon Johnson, well, they're pointing the finger at Texas as opposed to saying, well, maybe it's the Biden administration's policies and their open border that are creating the crisis. Yeah, they are calling out the president because they want more money. Uh, but they're not saying that the border is a wide open sieve. They're making Abbott, the Texas governor, the boogeyman. Listen to what the Chicago mayor said over the weekend about Governor Abbott. What we have said repeatedly is that we need Congress to act to provide the resources that are needed in order to to carry out this mission. But what we can have um, is um, a, a governor in the state of Texas um, acting the way he is acting. And quite frankly, the rogue buses that are being dropped off across this country in the middle of the night, leaving people with, with no uh, real support at all, no coordination with the local municipalities, that type of chaos is it's certainly dividing our country. And we need better coordination between all levels of government to be able to respond to this mission. Did you hear that? To carry out the mission. What, to have them keep coming? What about closing the border and protecting the border? That's where their ire should be. But no, they're angry that the buses keep coming and we want the money keep coming. So you can't have it both ways, guys. And they're talking out of both sides of their mouth, so it seems. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Denise, line five. Denise, your thoughts. Yeah, I, I wanted to thank you for standing up for the Jews in Israel. And I was thinking it comes from your parentage. Most people in the U.S. don't know that in Denmark during World War II, they were the only country in Europe who said a Dane is a Dane whether they're Christian or Jew. And they took all their Jews and shipped them off to Sweden before they could go to the death camps. They they literally took like around 90% of the Jews and got them out there. Absolutely. And by the way, you know, uh, the king of Denmark also wore a yellow star. He's not Jewish, but he purposely put on a yellow star in World War II, uh, which is uh, a very courageous move, saying, I stand with the Jewish people, because uh, he did not believe that they would go after him, but he wanted to show solidarity for the Jews in World War II. So, no, Denise, thank you very, very much. Uh, let's go to Joe, line one, real quick. Joe, your thoughts. Reader, the, uh, this is completely out of control. What I want to say is this, and this is very important. I heard off the grapevine that uh, info at pauseofwar.org is financially strapped. We have to support them with contributions as much as possible. They help American veterans and their service animals. Okay, now- so pause at war. Pause at war. I want to make sure we get that out. And, and Joe, I'm so glad you keep bringing attention to our veterans. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which, by the way, this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment, something we are very, very proud of. We have a beautiful story tonight. Coming from Newtown, Pennsylvania, 
And with a little help from his friend, Layla Luthie Beck, veteran Joseph Gagliardi of Newtown enjoyed a special 100th birthday, and it took place on Friday. As the Newtown Fire Association, escorted by the township police, delivered 100 birthday cards for him. Layla, as it turned out, asked her first grade classmates at the local school there to write cards so she could take them to her friend. She is seven years old. Her and her father, who is a police officer in town, congratulated Joseph Gagliardi of Newtown Township on his 100th birthday. She brought the cards and gave him a huge hug and thanked him for his service. The veteran served in the Navy during World War II on a PT boat that escorted General Douglas MacArthur and saw President John F. Kennedy, who was also assigned to PT duty back then. Gagliardi would go to elementary school in his younger days to talk about his military service and to remind children of the sacrifice. Also, a number of other individuals said about this young girl, she has developed a special bond with this veteran. She frequently visits him and found ways to help him recover, making cards, entertaining, exercising, singing, dancing, and so much more. It is so beautiful to see this incredible, incredible friendship. And in sharing her thoughts of what veteran Gagliardi and he and his fellow veterans mean to her and her classmates. Little seven-year-old Layla, I love this, said, I really hope other kids will start writing cards and giving them to veterans to let them know we love and appreciate them. What a beautiful and powerful story about carrying on the message to future generations and how beautiful to see a seven-year-old appreciating one member of the greatest generation. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been standing up for America's greatest heroes since 9-11. Heroes like retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Michael Cardoze. He served for 20 years and received numerous commendations, including a Bronze Star. Overseas, he was exposed to toxic burn pits. Service-related cancer took his life. Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on his family's home, enabling his widow and their six children to stay forever. Help heroes and their families. Donate 11 dollars a month to tunnel to towers at t2t.org that's t the number two t.org and we are very thankful to the tunnel to towers foundation t number two t.org meantime we are talking of course about the border situation and the migrants that keep coming to major cities around this country this is we're having protests with these pro hamas protesters Uh, We've got so many issues going on. And if you look at some of the polls, President Biden is not doing very well in the polls when it comes to handling immigration. Uh, He is getting a 26 percent approval rating on his handling of the border. When I hear that, I wonder who are the 26 percent? I mean, who thinks he's doing a good job in the border? Uh, Because, boy, what a disaster it is. And here is the Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton, talking about all the problems that come from that wide-open border and whom he says is responsible. You know what? It's costing us billions of dollars, but that, that's not the most significant thing. The most significant thing is the crime, the, the, the increased human trafficking, drug trafficking. We have literally thousands of kids dying from fentanyl overdoses that don't have to die 
because we have the cartels having an easy line into Texas and an easy line to get into the country. And so it is having a significant impact and it is going to spread beyond Texas, beyond the border states. It is an American problem. And I, I, I think it's clearly caused by the Biden administration. You can see that under Trump, these problems were, were diminishing. And now under the Biden administration, who has basically struck down all the policies that worked, we have significant problems with all of these things, and they're getting worse every day, which is hard to believe. You'd think after three years, he would have figured out a way to make it better. And, and instead, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And the numbers speak for themselves. How many people have died from fentanyl? He barely mentions fentanyl. In fact, with the meeting last week with the president of Mexico, when Blinken and Mayorkas went down there, Afterwards, the president of Mexico was kind of laughing. He's like, yeah, fentanyl barely came up. He was almost laughing that the U.S. side barely even touched on the issue. Well, they don't want to touch on it because it goes right back to their open borders. And guess who wants to keep it open? The president of Mexico. He's thrilled all these people are leaving his country and coming to the U.S. But if you listen to a number of these blue city mayors, like Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson... This, to me, was repulsive. Now, remember, he's an African-American. He's to the left of the left of Lori Lightfoot, who is the former Chicago mayor. And he is upset that Abbott is sending buses to Chicago. Well, what is Texas supposed to do? Bear the whole brunt of it? Uh, Texas didn't advertise that they're a, quote, sanctuary city. Chicago did. New York did. Uh, we didn't within the cities, but the leadership did. They advertised it with a big old neon sign. And now the Chicago mayor is absolutely playing the race card. Listen to this one. What is very clear is that not only are we providing uh, mental health related services, as well as vaccinations and health screenings and providing um, me- medical health care for these families when they arrive, the moment they get off those buses, we're not seeing that same treatment on the border. In other words, There's no health screenings, no vaccinations. That process at the border is absolutely raggedy and and reckless. But we cannot have a governor who decides that he's going to uh, cling to the vestiges of Jefferson Davis when we should be uh, pulling to the hopes and aspirations that were left by Frederick Douglass. We have to have a coordinated response to this humanitarian crisis. We cannot allow chaos to dictate and to divide Mm -hmm. this country. Cling to the vestiges of Jefferson Davis? who was the president of the Confederate States of America uh, in the 1860s from Mississippi, I believe. I mean, you got to be kidding me because he's sending migrants to communities that said they welcome all and they want taxpayers and the federal government to foot the bill for their political wishes. That, to me, is so disgusting. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. By the way, also on the international front, we're just getting word that in addition to the chaos in America, there's a lot of chaos overseas. Uh, An opposition leader uh, from South Korea just got stabbed in the neck. Uh, He is expected to survive, uh, but was seriously stabbed in the neck while he was out at a southern port city. This is one of the main opposition leaders and someone who has been running against the current regime there in South Korea. Of course, South Korea and North Korea very much at odds, needless to say, with all the history and the tensions in that region. 
but it just shows uh, tensions are riding high around the world. And it's a very dangerous place in the world, in all corners of the world right now. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dave in line one. Go ahead in Pennsylvania. Dave. Uh, thanks, Aurelia. Happy New Year. Um, you know, <laughs> are we surprised that we have Democratic mayors blaming Republican governor for their um you know, troubles with all the illegal migrants. I mean, the uh, cry for federal help is just part of the national, it's part of the Democratic Party strategy. They want to create absolute chaotic catastrophe that'll force everybody to think we have to bail this out. So it's just part of the plan, um, which is unfortunate, but that's exactly what it is. And anybody who, any Democrat that uh, goes against this, well, you see what happens to some Democrats. You know, I mean, the Biden administration, the Democratic Party has control of the Justice Department. They could do all kinds. They could be threatened and investigated. So they have. They could be stopped on have, the streets of New York when they're walking down with their, uh, you know, with their bodyguards outside after an event one night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other, I mean, huh? uh, it's it's outrageous. You know, um, they and then they know like that guy, that mayor blabbing all that nonsense he knows that the china financial affiliated large major news networks aren't going to challenge and investigate and do any critical reporting or analyzing his words he knows he can say whatever he wants but you know isn't it disgusting david that he brought up uh jefferson davis you know it's like it's like like that it harkens the time of jefferson davis because he's sending migrants that are overwhelming texas I mean, you know, there was 302,000 that crossed our southern border last month. It's the biggest number in American history last month. And uh, I, Chicago's had, what, like 20,000, 30,000 so far, and they're panicking. New York has had 160,000. Yeah, they're everywhere, and I'm sure they're everywhere in Chicago, too. Um, but that's a drop in the bucket compared to what Texas is getting and what Texas is supposed to just uh, take it. You know, I mean, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, the fact that he's actually sending them to other places uh, is drawing attention to the to the problem. He's actually highlighting the problem and getting some much needed attention to the problem, because I wonder if they would have been sounding the alarm in any shape or form if they weren't getting them uh, from elsewhere or if they weren't suddenly getting a whole bunch of them. And guess what? They're going to keep on coming. Whether you know what? You know, it's such hypocrites, though, David. Where are they saying Biden administration for sending it? Where are they saying Biden administration for opening the border? As if, like, the only ones that have ever come to Chicago or New York are from Texas. That's not true. Right. I mean, it's I mean, it's a, it's a total mess. They I mean, the thing is, like, I, the, a lot of the, what you bring up uh, and also on some of the conservative media, unfortunately, a lot of people who don't listen to that. I have a friend that I was just talking to. We're talking about the the Hamas situation. And, you know, he, he's, he buys hook, line, and sinker, the CNN perspective on that, the innocent Gaza people being killed, which is very tragic. It's true. But, you know, war is hell, and it's the evilness of Hamas bringing this on, which is what all evil dictators do. They bring hell onto their own people. Uh, Nazi Germany, I mean, Hitler brought it on the Germans. Well, 10 million Germans were killed in that war. Uh, 
So it's now. What did you say to your friend? By the way, by the way, and I I agree with you and your friend. Nobody wants to see civilians hurt. No, right. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, I think we all agree on that. But but this yeah. line that like Israel is targeting suddenly, you know, indiscriminately, and 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 that there's this clear delineation. Sadly, there are a lot of Palestinians who support Hamas. I mean, even the head of the hospital, it came out recently, admitted uh, in an interrogation, according to Israel, that he was one of the, like, commanders. You know, remember they were saying, oh, don't hit the hospital, don't hit the hospital. And then it turns out that the head of the hospital, uh, just as Israel had said, was working very closely with Hamas. And then the tunnels were right beneath it. Well, really, you know, when I was talking to him, one of the things I brought up, he doesn't know, wasn't aware of the true barbarism that happened with the raping and mutilation of women, dragging their naked, mutilated bodies through the streets. When I told him that, he goes, where did you hear that? What did you talk about? He was shocked by that. Wow. So the sanitation, uh, the sanitizing of the suffering, and then what happens with the, with the uh, major leftist networks, they focus in on that, those suffering and the heartstrings. You see innocent children. It's horrible. It's, yes, it's terrible. But then that's where the focus is. Yeah, the, it and needs to be a full picture. It needs to be a picture. full picture. They, they, they manipulate people. And unfortunately, probably 50 to 60 percent of the people who still listen to the, these news outlets believe what, they, this, what they're hearing and seeing. You know, there's no perspective. Well, that's why, uh, David, earlier, I don't know if you heard me bring up the fact that New York Times, uh, for the first time, um, I, you know, in, that I saw, um, they did a story that really revealed some of these horrible atrocities of what happened to the women. And it was very graphic. And I encourage, well, I hope, I hope the people who maybe don't see it somewhere else, maybe they like the New York Times and they'll look at it in the New York Times because... I mean, all they have to do is look at the GoPros. The Hamas people had their GoPros running. They recorded it because they were proud of what they did. And many of them are bragging about it in interrogations. But you just look at even the footage that they themselves shot. It's horrific. And, and, you know, and and the facts are the facts. They came into Israel. They did these things. Israel uh, thought they were in a ceasefire with Hamas at that time. Um, there are many Palestinians that were working in, you know, in Israel, and they had no idea, obviously, of what was to come. And they were the ones who were victimized. And you know, just look at the GoPro. I mean, that's what I tell people too. When people, you know, luckily most people I talk to are are have said the opposite. But the few who do say, like what you said, your friend does. I say, look at the footage. Look at read the New York Times now. That's what I encourage you to tell your friend because. Maybe he's someone who's a fan of the New York Times, and maybe that might change his mind because anybody who reads that article that they wrote, they did really powerful story, um, and it is chilling. Uh, well, you know, I can't even describe how horrific it is uh, what they did to some of the people there, to some of the Israelis. And uh, again, it's from New- the New York Times. It's not some conservative outlet. Uh, it's from uh, someone, an outlet that you would assume your friend would say, oh, let me look at that. So, so try that one uh, on them. David, thank you very much. You brought up so many important points. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls here on The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show.
And we are talking about the craziness of the migrant situation. Again, hitting an all-time high the month of December. 302,000 crossed our borders. That is the biggest number in American history, just in one month. And again, to put it in perspective, like in New York, yeah, there's a lot of migrants around. Uh, About 160,000, they believe, have come through New York City in the last, like, year and a half. Uh, 67,000 in the city's care. And that's a lot of money. That sure is. It is costing billions upon billions of taxpayer dollars. And yet, that is nothing compared to the burden that Texas is doing. And all they're doing is blaming Texas and saying, uh, we need more money, uh, federal government, uh, so we can continue the plan. That's just what Brandon Johnson just said, so we can continue our mission. That's the mayor of Chicago saying we want to continue the mission. So he's not saying stop the migrants from coming. He's saying give us more money so we can continue the mission. What's the mission? To have so many uh, that city services collapse? Right now they're talking about in New York cutting 5% across city services. At a time they're also talking about tax increases. Does that sound fair to taxpayers in New York and in Chicago and elsewhere? And yet you are blaming Governor Abbott for busing some of the migrants there when a lot of them are coming. Because guess what? They get interviewed on the other side of the border. They go, oh, hey, we got the word that in Chicago and in New York and some of these other places, everything's free. That we got a free housing. We got free this. We got free that. Now in California, they're giving free health care. So why wouldn't they be coming? And again, these mayors are not saying stop. They're saying, give us more money so we can have more. Is that what you want? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sandra, line three. Sandra. Happy New Year, Rita, and a healthy. You too, um, you too. Well, thank you. I wanted to say that the quality of our lives are changing dramatically. Maybe it's because of the immigrants. Maybe it's because of the poor administration that we have, you know, people stealing, getting away. The whole thing is a mess. I thought about when I went to Cipriani a few weeks ago to see Donald Trump. I thought I'd be so excited going there. Just getting there was a nightmare, driving in the city. It's not the same. It's crowded. It's full of barriers. and It's just a nightmare. And then I thought, oh, my God, if I had to go on a trip to the airport with my husband, if that happened, my husband would have had a nervous breakdown if we couldn't go on the trip because of the protests. That's another thing. But what I wanted to say was, in other words, some people can't handle that pressure going on a trip and then having to see that happening. So the city, the whole country is out of control and we're not handling it properly. But then I just wanted to mention, I understand the government owns land. There's a lot of land that is owned by the government and a lot of the states maybe would like some of that land and maybe if the state's got some of this untapped land, the administration can take the people to this, these areas and build them housing and let them start out on their own. If they want to live here so badly, let them 
start out there, wherever there is, and, and, and build a life for themselves. They don't have to be dumping everybody on us because our city is changing. It's a mess. It's not nice anymore. But you know the problem is? You know the problem is, Sandra? You, first of all, and I on your talk about all the chaos, you're right. A lot of people, it's already chaotic enough, and then to add protesters, that's one. The other thing is... Uh, then, you know, we don't want them, like you just said, in the middle of the city. The problem is the migrants don't want to be in other places. They they get upset when they're in other places. Remember when they were moved? Like, they had the opportunity to go to upstate New York, uh, where there was more room in other places. They were like, no, 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 no. We want to be in New York City. We want to hang out at Carnegie Hall, Times Square, Empire State Building, World Trade Center. I mean... You know, they get to pick and choose, yet average Americans don't. There's something so wrong, guys.